0: Hey, this is cut Two podcast i'm your host caleb hamilton at calebh h92 on twitter uh, i've got my co-host connor here with, with me howdy. at connor film on twitter we were joined by our good friend cody lawrence hey. at mach one monorail on twitter cody why don't you spell it that, that's that's the number one or
1: yeah it's the number one okay. m-a-c-h mm-hmm. the number one m-o-n-o-r-a-i-l like
0: the disney ride yeah Yep. all right um so we're going to talk about black mass uh johnny depp's new uh biographical picture uh about notorious boston gangster uh whitey bulger Uh, that's out this weekend uh but before we get to that uh cody uh he is currently in the midst of a Kickstarter campaign Mm -hmm. for his upcoming project spectrographs and soliloquies, a a short, I'm sorry.
1: I said it's fun to say it is. is. I like it.
0: Spectrographs and soliloquies. Sounds so dignified. I mean, it's, (laughs) it, it really, it really does. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of, uh, reading two drafts of oh wow of the uh screenplay and i have to say uh i am absolutely you know enamored with this film thanks um,
1: i appreciate and, you know, it yeah i can't
0: <laughs> wait to see the, the the final product me too i love so, the last line that's all i'm gonna say that's all you're going to say okay all right, right now Jesus. i love that last line
2: just just did, did you write that last line cody
1: uh, I wrote the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so the, he, he wrote what it. The last li- what? I don't know what draft you read. I'm hoping that the last line is still there. <laughs> um,
2: I can pull it up right now. I just I don't know why. It's weird. It's weird how much I like that last line. I just something about it really connects with me. The last line is uh, these. These are the gifts we exist for. I just I really like that last
0: line. I morning. don't
1: oh. It's still there. I, I, I'll, let me double check. See, there's, oh, no. there's, another, there's another draft. I'm sorry. Because, no, don't get rid of yeah, that line. There, there was
0: another draft because I was up for a role in the film and that oh, part was cut out, yeah. Unfortunately.
2: The black guy runs in the background?
0: What? Uh, what?
1: <laughs> that was definitely in the script. It's still in the script? Wait, what? The last. <laughs> No, 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 what you just said. I was Oh, I
0: was, yeah.
1: No, the last line isn't there anymore. Uh Oh! We've got 10 drafts now.
0: Jeez, what uh, what?
1: Yeah. What
0: draft did I read back in May?
1: Like Cody, I loved that line so much. Why? I, I liked it too. I liked it too, but it didn't tie in with like the like there's like this ending monologue and that's like the you know, then there's a scene and then that's sort of like the end of the monologue after like the scene. And the monologue got changed, so the last line didn't really fit with the new monologue. So I had to. Such as
0: right. Uh, uh, ten? What? Ten? Wow. Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, we've gone through a lot of stuff.
0: But let, let's let's start. You know, where did the idea for this project come from?
1: Um, it came from a bunch of different places. So um, let's see. Well, I had the idea for a while of like wanting to do like somebody having it, it, sort of an existential crisis, but like tying it in with like astronomy. So like mm-hmm. at like in a macroscopic level. But uh, I know like they made a joke about that and thinking like Annie Hall or something. And I was like, Oh, somebody already did it. And I'm gonna just, I'm going to do it way more seriously in sci-fi sci-fi like, but um, I was always a kid that like, from an early age, like, was wondering, you know, had, like, lay awake at night, laid awake at night, and, like, was wondering, like, oh, what happens after we die? And then, I, you know, after a while, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just live my life and, like, not worry about that? Live life to the fullest. And so that's kind of, like, the message of the, of the project. So that was the message I put forth, and I've had that, like, is like, sort of a mantra of mine for, like, a long, long time. Sure. Um, I wanted to figure out a way originally to like structure it and I couldn't figure it out and then I took this sci-fi English class in school when I was back at USC and um we read this like new wave feminist short story called the uh what's it called the heat death of the universe and so that was the original like title of this script and the original version of the script was like closely like based structurally on it but like the contents of the story were nothing nothing like the actual story the heat death of the universe but like it was structured on that but it sort of drifted away and became more like almost like a fictional version of cosmos like as if like sort of like a Neil deGrasse Tyson type person was telling the story mm-hmm. but like it was like his first person story I'm rambling but uh well, no no
0: I mean I, I'm hearing and I'm remembering you know what I read and that it just sounds all you know it's, it all sounds you know familiar and it sounds correct. I mean, it does very much sound like, you know, an episode of Cosmos tied in with, you know, it's through his first person, his point of view, and it's his life story, but also like an astronomy lesson all, you know, tied together in
1: one. Exactly. That's what exactly what we were going for. So and, and now that I know that I haven't
2: read the most current draft, I, I I assume things have changed, but I think you did a good job at balancing, you know, what, what Caleb just said, you know, the drama of uh, the human drama, as well as, tying into the cosmos and and combining them together i mean i think it could have been very easy for you to pay more attention to one of those two things instead of gelling them together and i think you did a very good job i mean one doesn't overbalance the other
1: well thanks i appreciate that i worked really really hard on that uh that's why there's now like 10 drafts because we were like mixing and matching and changing the tone and like Mm -hmm. what what is this character supposed to be like as a character because you know then you have to like sort of step back from the cosmos part of the script and look just at like the drama part and be like, do do we like this character? There were other things, like I had an issue that, you know, a lot of the other characters weren't full characters either, since it's a short film. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I, in the later drafts, especially, like I really like fleshed out. Like I don't know if you remember, like there was a nurse, but like the nurse is more integral to the plot. Okay. His boss Jim is more integral to the plot. Like one thing that I, I took a, like a Hitchcock class a couple years ago, also at, at school. And one thing that my professor pointed out was like, if you watch a Hitchcock film, like every single character has a, a, a story, like. I think it was the 39 Steps, which is one of his way older uh, films. And the two main characters who are on the run stay in this hotel and there's this like old bickering couple and it's sort of like a reflection of, of the main characters and like what they shouldn't do. But like these, char- these characters who were in it for like a minute and they you know who these people are. Mm. And, and so that was like something that I was really trying to go for is like, oh, you know who this guy is, you know who this guy is. You, you might not see them for very long on camera, but you know who these people are, oh great phone is ringing sorry mm-hmm. uh, yeah so so that's what i was trying to do with like jim and the nurse um with, with in the script um so yeah there's like a, definitely a ton of tweaking um we made like his th- the toughest scene to like rework which we kept reworking is i think the, the version you had had like a turtle in it probably
0: yeah. you guys I'm, read- I'm not yeah. remembering a turtle
1: there's like a scene where like he's, he comes back to his house and he like I likes, think I'm vaguely remembering that he sits down and and turns on the TV and he starts like crying.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: There's something and then he like sees a turtle and it sends him to a flashback when the turtle is like a baby turtle. It was like basically the turtle was like one last vestige of that heat death story. And I was like, oh, that'd be a nice shout out. But then I realized I'm making it too shout outy. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so we kept reworking the scene where he like sort of his lowest point in the story before he like comes back up and overcomes everything um, and it was really tough but we, I think we got something that we're really happy with now and I'm, I'm really excited to shoot the scene um, That's good. And, That's good.
0: yeah That's good. Um, so why don't you tell I don't think we even told people what the whole thing I mean we I guess we hinted at it but why don't you go ahead and give a synopsis and then I'm then we'll ask you a bit about the Kickstarter and where people can go to uh, you know support sure
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So the uh, the film is about an astronomer named Ed, um, and he um, is obsessed with an anomaly approaching Earth. But uh, nobody else believes him about this anomaly. Nobody else can see it. So there's this sort of supernatural cosmic connection, Mm -hmm. Um, and the problem is, is that he's been ignoring his his home life, and his wife is pregnant, and. Um, his life starts falling apart because he's so obsessed with this thing coming towards Earth, and so the story really begins where his life starts to fall apart, and how he overcomes uh, the obstacles that get in his way as his life falls apart. So that's really what it's about. And as I said, like it's really about his ex- He has like sort of an existential crisis, and um, he comes to terms with what happens in the story, which I almost just spoiled. And, um, uh, yeah, he realizes he could just live his life and move on from, you know, and not be so focused on his work and be more focused on, you know, family and living life to the fullest. That's really sure. the point of the, of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, uh, so we launched our Kickstarter about a week and change ago All right. on September 9th and it runs till October 9th. Uh, our goal is 18,000. We have a stretch goal of 20,000 because our budget is 20, but that mm-hmm. way if we fall short, at least we can keep what we get.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, our our uh, abbreviated Kickstarter URL, so that it's not uh, so lengthy, is you know bit.ly, bit.ly, slash Spectromovie, S-P-E-C-T-R-O-M-O-V-I-E, bit.ly, uh, uh, bit.ly, slash Spectromovie. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. I hope you support.
0: Yeah, and uh, so and the, you can also um, follow the movie uh, on Twitter at Spectro Movie. Um, you know, right. get get updates about the Kickstarter. I'm on the yeah, Kickstarter just... page now. You've you've raised you know about four almost 4,500. 4, about... Yeah, over 4,500. So that's pretty,
2: that's pretty good. so
0: far. You've got some cool um, some cool uh, you know uh, gifts for pledges. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us how you got the uh, the the uh, the hero gallery? Uh, okay piece. so
1: um if you guys have uh heard of hero complex gallery or if not have you guys heard of mondo mondo is yeah. really the most famous uh yeah, of course. gallery you know uh they work with a lot of amazing graphic artists and uh there's one in la there's a couple in la but the one that that i i am the greatest patron of probably is hero complex gallery and they get a lot of the overlap all these art uh art galleries get the same artists so like Mondo Hero Complex Gallery 1988. Uh, there's a couple others. Let's see, like Bottleneck Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I-, I had been going to Hero Complex for a while, and I and I vaguely knew the owner, Adam, and so I got in touch with him a little bit, you know, and established more of a connection, and I was like, hey, uh, would you be willing to help out with this Kickstarter campaign and coordinate so that I could, you know, get one of the artists to do this? And so... We hired the artist um, and uh, he created a mock up for us so far. But uh, we're not going to have the final print finished until the film is completed because he's going to be basing the actual image on the actual print on images from the film. So what we have up there is actually just a sketch of his. Oh, okay. But uh, it, it's very cool and we're really happy to have Marcos. Marco. It's Marco Manev, the artist that we got, and we think he's really fitting for our project. Yeah, um, I'm looking very at... atmospheric if you take a look at his stuff his other stuff he's very like Silhouettes figures silhouetted against like sort of misty mysterious backgrounds and sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So Yeah
0: Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck. I look forward to seeing the finished product Thank you, and I hope you know yeah. our listeners, uh, you know come and give you some support
1: mm-hmm. uh, Thanks, hope. I
0: appreciate it. Yep. All right, and so now let's move to the next portion Of the episode, uh, we want to talk about Black Mass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't we start, uh, Connor? Why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts on the film?
2: Uh, Okay. Um, You give us a
0: little. Give us a little background about it, and you know, background about mm, it. Yeah, you know, give us a little synopsis. You know, what's it (laughs) about?
2: Well, I mean, you you already kind of said what it's about in the beginning of the show. It's about uh, people forget this uh, mobster Whitey Bulger. Uh, famous in the 70s and 80s. Uh, What this film was particularly about, though, was focusing less on on Whitey himself, but the alliance he made with the FBI and how he basically screwed over uh, the FBI and and one person in particular, I think his name was John or James Connolly. Yeah, John Connolly. John Connolly. Um, So the film is kind of unique, Uh, from other gangster films in the sense uh, that it focuses on a unholy alliance between this uh, Boston gangster and the FBI. Uh, I saw it last night, so I've had quite a while to reflect on my thoughts on the film, and and ultimately I really enjoyed myself. It, 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 It pales in comparison to past gangster films like obviously the godfather and Goodfella and even the departed, but even if it fails to, um, be as extraordinary as those film, mm-hmm. as those films, it's still a very good gangster film. And I think the reason I enjoyed it so much was particularly because it, it was Johnny Depp doing something he hasn't really done in a while. And that's act. I mean, you could say that he tried to do that in transcendence, go back to a serious, role that was some somewhat rooted in real life but that ultimately didn't work out and I was very disappointed with that film but in this film it works because while he's in makeup and while he's essentially playing playing a character that character is rooted in real life it's it's based on things that happened in real life rooted in reality Mm -hmm. and I think that's why it works. He works so well in the role. He's unnerving. He's creepy. Yet every second he's on screen, he's commanding. There's this probably, probably my favorite scene in the whole film is a scene where he, uh, is talking to a few FBI agents at the dinner table about a steak, uh, family secret steak family recipe. And he busts this guy's balls basically. And then he, he's not kidding, but he says he's kidding. And so at the end, he's like, Oh, I'm just busting your balls. And he lets out this just, and to, it just raised the hair on my arms. This just insane laugh, and that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, I'm not the the reason I say it fails to be as extraordinary as films like The Godfather and Goodfellas is because the film jumps around a lot, and it tries to. Ha- Everyone knows that scene in The Goodfellas. You know why am I funny? What makes me funny, man? Uh-huh. Th- th- there's a few moments in the film where they try to do that. And one of those moments is the stake scene I just mentioned, and it doesn't—it just never gets to that point. And there's scenes with ultra violence, but it's quick; it's over with. It's—it's it's not nearly as memorable as anything in The Goodfellas, but it still works just because the cast, the entire cast, there's not one weak player. They all bring their A game, and that's why they take the subpar story and the way it was presented, and they elevate it to an uh, above-average level. I mean, I'd probably give this a 75, 80% out of 100 right now. I think because the cast does such an extraordinary job with what they're giving, it's what elevates this film to being above average. Um, and I really hope that because the praise Johnny's getting for this role, hopefully he starts going back to more roles like this because I want him to dive into more roles like this. I mean, I know he's going back to Pirates 5 and Alice in the and the mm-hmm. Wonderland 2, after this but i really want him to focus more on doing films where you can he can really connect with characters because they're based off real life events and things that really happen because i feel like when he's able to connect into uh the struggle of real people that's how you see him shine as an actor instead of just screaming at the screen basically playing in a cartoon, like he did um, with the Mad Hatter, for example, in the last Alice in Wonderland movie. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Black Mass. It has its faults, but ultimately, I think the cast saves it, and I think it's definitely worth checking out.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you for that, Connor. Cody, what, what did you think of the movie?
1: Um, I had a middling opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the performances in it. Um, I thought I didn't know that much about it going into it. In fact, I knew very little. Um, The only thing that really comes to mind is the billboards I kept seeing with Johnny Depp's face on it. Um, So I didn't really realize that, like, all these amazing actors were in it. Aside, I knew that Joel Edgerton was in it, but, but, like, Benedict Cumberbatch and and Kevin Bacon, that's, like, at first it kind of took me out of the movie. But unlike other films where, like, there's just, like, a ton of random people thrown in, that you don't know about it 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 ended up working i think johnny depp's performance was really amazing but um i I keep comparing it to like a couple of the oscar contenders from last year for actor um specifically let's see steve carell uh in uh fox Fox catcher catcher Mm -hmm. it was way better than fox catcher his performance because you don't I feel like when you watch Foxcatcher, it still looks like Steve Carell and you're like, Oh my yeah. God, Steve Carell acting. Mm-hmm. But this movie, like the makeup is so good and the performance is so good. Like, except for like, there's a couple scenes with like really low lighting and you see Johnny Depp's like silhouette through the makeup kind of, it's yes. kind of weird. And like those scenes, like you're like, Oh, it's Johnny Depp. And it kind of takes you out as well. But for the most part, like it, it doesn't even seem like it's Johnny Depp. It just seems like this character that he's created. So at this, so it's so it, at the same time, it reminds me of like um, the way that, Eddie Redmayne, like, sort of fell into his character in Theory of Everything. Like, you don't know, think of Eddie Redmayne. You think it's Stephen Hawking. You think it's Whitey Bulger. Yeah, but structurally, like, you go into the movie, and right off the bat, he, like, he goes to the field and uh, with the, the new guy, the new kid, the, like, kid at the beginning, and they, like, kill the guy. They, like, beat the guy to death. And from there, you, like, there's nowhere to go, but, like, it's kind of like... The trajectory of a plane. You like take off. You go to cruising altitude. There's nowhere to go. Like for me, performance-wise, like you already know he's a bad dude, and like you already know pretty much everything he's capable of in the opening scene. So there's nothing really left to uncover for me as a character. That's why why my favorite performance last year was Nightcrawler because you know he's a terrible Mm. person, but you don't realize how far he's willing to go until it Mm -hmm. unfolds, and you're like, oh man, man, oh man, like he's willing to do that. But from the beginning, we're already so. Far along his like cr- you know descent into like crime that 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 that's one thing that bothered me so so then all of the ultra violent scenes that you're talking about connor um it just seems so gratuitous and like after a while like it ended up making the film feel like he- like too heavy like obsessive mm-hmm. for me and like kind of so it, it ended up making. I know it's weird, but like the violence sometimes it can make it feel slow because there's just so much of it, and it keeps happening. Like with the his like one crony's like stepdaughter, like slash prostitute, like yes. that killing, and then there's like the guy that gets choked. That was it's a very
2: heavy film.
1: It's very heavy. Yeah, but, but it heavy definitely heavy. like I feel like it was. It could have been shorter. Oh,
2: yeah. Very much. I I heard the original cut was three hours. Jeez. Yeah, he cut like an hour already before he released this, but yeah.
1: It it could have been even shorter, I think. I agree. I would agree with that. And it would have felt heavy, but it wouldn't have felt overwhelmingly heavy to the point where it's like, oh well like like I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, how much of this is left? Like how many more people is he gonna like brutally kill on camera? And like the other thing is like they're almost all the deaths except for maybe the prostitution, which isn't directly shown on camera. They're all shown on camera. And it's so in your face. Yeah. And there's nothing like frightening about it. It's just like, oh like like these people are dying, like okay, sort of thing. That that's those are my general thoughts about oh, it. Okay. Hopefully I wasn't jumping all over the place. No, but, you're fine.
0: It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um well you know, I I saw I was very I was very interested in seeing this movie. The the trailer made it look like something, you know, along the lines of, you know, the departed or uh I want to even say the town. Um but I was a bit disappointed. Um Johnny Depp was great, you know, I don't have any problems there. It was just the, the, the rest of the movie, uh it's first off, it, it's a bit too slow for me. The pace is mm-hmm. it's just, it takes a while to get, I mean, it doesn't even really get started until like the last like 30 minutes when you know, all that stuff is going down. Um, Absolutely. And I feel like it's nothing we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. As I just mentioned, The Departed and The Town, they they are they're, they're very, you know, they're two kind of very different films. And this one is sort of like a mashup of them, but taking place, you know, in the 70s and the 80s. Where you have these cop and the and the bad guy, the 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 gangster, and they 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 grew up in the same neighborhood together, and they're scratching each other's backs trying to help each other out. Well, more so, you know, the cop trying to help Whitey out than Whitey helping the cop out. Um, I just feel like it's you know nothing new. Um, That's really you know what I thought. I felt it was kind of boring. Um, The worst crime this movie commits. Is it sets up these relationships like Whitey and his brother? Mm-hmm. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't explore that relationship at all. No, nope. I they oh, oh, they're, they're they, like they, in the
1: house for like one scene, maybe like. That's one... the
2: most we get out of it. After well, it's this like, is spoilers so screw it. This are you guys talking about the scene where their mothers died and they have a moment to reflect? Yeah, that's yeah,
0: it. yeah. It's like I, I it's have like, that issue. It's like with... excuse, hold on. It's like you know, he. It's like uh Benedict Cumberbatch that plays the. Johnny Depp's brother in the movie. He's like, you know, uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's business is none of mine. It's like it's Jimmy's business. It's like th- that's their excuse mm-hmm. for for like not exploring their relationship. Like, like, what what is going on between the two of them that would make him want to protect his brother like this? We don't we don't see that. It's just like, oh, I'm the senator, and you know, I can't be mixed up in it. But yet, he's obviously he's helping his brother out somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. Clearly.
2: I think your issue with that is because this film isn't really a origin of Whitey Bulger. It's more of like a spark spark notes version of, uh, the characters, most prominent events that happened in the seventies and eighties. And that's kind of what it feels like. Cause it jumps around a lot. I mean, I think it jumps from like 1975 to 1981 to 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I have your issue. You're saying that, benedict and johnny's relationship is never explored i have that issue with dakota johnson's character a i was surprised how well she did b i was so disappointed she was in it for about five minutes their son dies and you never see her again
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah, it's like you know uh, like again (laughs) after only seeing her in 50 shades like she kind of surprised me with this i mean she was only in it for five minutes but she, she the scene she was in she did a good job
0: you say she, you you were surprised. She's a great actress. She proved that with Fifty Shades of Grey. She was oh, a revelation. Course, I'm being serious. I, I loved her in that.
2: Uh, she she brought more to the role than, than than was actually there in the original book. I'll give you that. Yes. You read? Oh, I, I have.
1: I, I have thought read read Black it. Mass. I thought you were talking about about the car- her character. Oh no 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 not the book. book now.
0: <laughs> oh no 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 no. No,
1: um,
0: no we're talking about Fifty, 50 Shades, yes. which we read to each other.
2: Yes. That was fun. Those were fun nights.
0: We have to finish the trilogy. I mean we've to read the next one. I know. But we're getting off we're getting off the subject. Um also I think Corey Stoll was wasted.
2: Oh my god, he was so I was mad about see Corey yes. Stoll
0: should have played Joel Edgerton's part.
2: Mm, that would have been interesting. That would've been interesting.
0: Corey is a great actor.
2: He is a great actor.
0: Like he didn't get to do anything. Mm-mm. All he did was point the finger. He's like, you know, you guys. He's in are... like
2: three scenes. Yeah, it's again. I, I, and maybe it's because the, an hour was cut. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but Sienna, what's her name? She was an American sniper. Sienna Miller, is that her name? Oh yeah. She had a whole role in this movie, playing Whitey Bulger's girlfriend after he goes on the run in the late '80s, and her role was completely cut out. So, oh, wow. yeah, I guess who knows? Maybe. Corey had a larger part in the original cut but i I think that was one of the films because again i only gave this like a 75 80 it's good i really enjoyed it but there are problems and one of the problems is it jumps around so much that you can't really get a focus on every single one of these characters a lot of them end up just playing blood a lot of them end up playing background characters
1: yeah
0: but what about uh you know I found myself chuckling a few times at Adam Scott. Like the costuming in this movie is kind of silly. I, like, I, I you see Adam Scott, this he little... was
1: like in it for two seconds as well. Yeah, what was right. he even in this? But
0: movie? He, he was so misplaced. I mean, I'm looking at Adam Scott and he's got this pencil mustache. Well, not a pencil must, <laughs> but it's like a caterpillar on his face. Yeah, and he's, he's got why. this brown suit on. I'm, I'm like, what are you in a funnier die skit? What is this? Like, I don't, I don't understand why he. He's like care. clunking, around, clunking around. Did you see how he was carrying himself? I'm like, what the
1: hell.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just standing there. I can't, on the I, I the can't defend the that. I can't defend that.
1: Um, I can't. Uh, another movie that I thought this reminded me of. This is a weird one, but American Hustle.
2: I can understand that absolutely. And
0: that is boring.
2: Oh, <laughs> stop it! <laughs>
0: what yeah. I hate. What American Hustle is like the the worst movie of like what? When did that come out? 2013.
2: Two years would, ago. I enjoyed that movie. I originally gave it a seven, but I probably bring that down to a sixty-five
0: you only gave it a, You only went to see because of what's her face? Amy Adams, who yeah. was
2: amazing. Um, Shut up, Amy
1: it, It's Adams. okay. I I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie either, but like, it's really interesting how there's this whole thing with like maybe not mobsters, but like corrupt people dealing with like politicians. Like, yeah. like a like a, that's exactly like very similar in that in that uh you know from that angle.
0: Yes. So. Um, I got also some some Godfather Part Two vibes just with them going to like you know Miami and all that stuff. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And Peter Sarsgaard, wow, you know.
1: I loved that.
0: He's like the he's like the best character in the whole movie.
2: I know because he's a plays an absolute junkie and he's like jittery. And the scene where he dies, probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. I love that scene.
0: Yeah, I, it was.
2: That I was wanted some... to see more of him.
1: Yeah.
0: More of him dying.
2: No, just more of his character. Like that scene where. Where he's like so confused when Johnny tells him to just take this money take and the leave. Money.
1: And He's <laughs> like, oh yeah. what?
0: Never funny. hand me money in public. I'm like, what? Do <laughs> you tell <Tony> me, Stark? <laughs> I don't like, be, I don't like I being. I love handed things?
2: the scene where he yells at the guy for like licking his fingers and sticking them in the. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, oh, that, but that's, mean, that's like
0: that common courtesy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. He should have shot that guy right then and there.
1: <laughs>
2: I, was, I, I was.
1: But expecting. that was his like main executioner, so he couldn't.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, that was, oh, it was the executioner guy?
1: I think that's who it was, yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Hmm. Um, My my favorite two scenes were the steak one. I was going to mention that, but you beat me to a Connor. <laughs> and uh, the scene right after that, when, when uh, he goes upstairs.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah, that's- let's talk about that.
1: He like, he,
2: like, starts, like, grabbing your throat, and he's like, your, gra- your glands aren't swollen. I was like, oh,
0: my God. I thought he was going to kiss her. Oh, yeah. There should have well, been more we should have ex- explored that relationship some more too because that was you know, such a
1: good scene. There were so many like missed opportunities where it's like, oh well, this one scene with this one character would be fine. It's like, no, you need more than that. <laughs> let's talk
0: so. let's, but that's also a big cliche in this kind of movie. You know, it's like, oh, he's, you know, the, the, the over enthusiastic, you know, new guy at work. He gets a big, you know <laughs> I mean, break in the case. That's kind of what happened, and, in real life, um, though. Well, yeah, but I mean they could have I don't you know now now really now no now in the around. now Connor in, in these kind of movies you know it's not always it's not always completely based in reality I mean they have of to you know they're dramatize they're some of them. this stuff so you know
1: that, yeah
0: that part you know that was most likely added for the whole thing where he's stroking her face that was probably added for just dramatic effect well, yes. but I'm just talking about their whole the, the marriage there I mean we know that you know, they were happily married when it started out, and then she started becoming suspicious because he was, you know, changing. She said, you know, Whitey Bulger's changing you. And then, I mean, we can put the pieces together in our head, but, you know, it would have been nice to see, you know, some actual, you know, action. Instead of just leaving it up to us to figure out, you know, that she's, you know, leaving him and all this stuff. Like, what, what made her leave him? Mm-hmm. It was just dinner.
1: Yeah, they're just like, I don't like the way you act. Like, okay. I'm going upstairs, right?
0: Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't want them in my house, which is understandable. But it's like, you need to entertain these people and like, keep your husband alive.
2: It'll be definitely interesting when the Blu-ray comes out, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of deleted scenes added.
0: Yeah, maybe. Studios studios are becoming so stingy with that stuff these they days. They are,
2: though. That's true.
1: Black Massive Edition. Hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway do do we all just want to give our scores now i think i said mine a few times but would you would you give it uh, i would give it a three and a half out of five stars four four out of five stars i can't decide between the two either three and a half or four stars
0: um, um do- I,
1: sure yeah um i'm gonna give it three and a half as well i started with a four when i first got out of the theater and i kind of downgraded it i thought about it overnight i slept on it mm-hmm. um as I said, like the performance has really impressed me, but I thought about it, to, and and those issues that I had with the way his character doesn't really develop—it's just sort of always amazingly intense, but there's no nothing else, and no where for his character to go, and so I downgraded it to about a three and a half.
0: Uh, yeah, I uh, three out of three out of five for me. Mm-hmm.
1: I
2: I'm I'm curious what this is going to do with uh, Johnny's future career i mean do you think he's going to use this goodwill or is he kind of just ruin it with more sequels to the pirates
0: movies and you know i mean um, what do you think is going to happen here i definitely see foresee more pirates movies in the future yeah. mm-hmm. um i don't think alice in wonderland 2 alice through the looking glass is going to perform well enough to warrant a th- threequel i didn't e- i didn't even think the first film was that amazing um no. i loved the first film wow all right cool. um i thought uh it was Charming. Uh, sure, wonderfully it. done um you can go back and read my review of that it's in my letterbox somewhere <laughs> um i wasn't expecting a, a sequel to alice in wonderland
2: yeah me neither i mean they kind of I mean, waited a while to mean that I, come I know out in, like didn't that come out in like 2010
0: yes yep so it's been like six years when this. early
1: 2010
0: but i mean you, you know you're talking about they waited too long they waited 30 years to make another tron movie yeah and how many years has it been since return of the jedi um 30 something
1: i guess but those are both movies that have huge followings it's That's like true you know it's not like oh Cody my god it. there's it's there's a, hun- a bajillion Alice in Wonderland, that that Alice in Wonderland fans You're out right. there waiting for a sequel, clamoring it, for a sequel.
0: Tron's never getting another sequel.
2: Speaking of a sequel getting, <laughs> speaking of a sequel being made to a movie that, that came out forever ago, Mary Poppins is getting a sequel. I know oh, Caleb yeah. was very triggered about that news the other day. I wasn't day.
0: triggered. I was can
1: intrigued. Can we stop?
2: Can we
0: stop Disney though? Like this is getting a little ridiculous. Um.
1: I'm excited for they're remaking Pete's Dragon.
0: Yeah, I want to see. I'm interested in seeing I, I, that.
2: I heard the footage
0: was quite good. Did you but hear he has, has fur. fur? I
1: was there at the at D twenty three.
0: Oh God! Yeah. Okay, we need to talk about that, Cody. Okay. My goodness. Okay, yeah. so can you confirm it has fur?
1: Yes. Or feathers? It was. It was. It was like one shot of, of the fur. Yeah. At huh. the end, of it, it was because uh, they're really. You know, they haven't even started really shooting yet question mark i'm not exactly sure where they're at but uh robert redford's in it oh uh, really i didn't know that yeah and oh, uh wow. and what's her uh from Jurassic world rice rice dallas, dallas howard, howard. Yes. yeah who's
0: He's playing the who's playing elliot oh, no, the, the elliot's the dragon uh the boy what's his name uh, pete
1: pete Pete's of dragon. course
0: pete <laughs> dumbass shut the hell up who's playing pete
1: <laughs> it's some it's a new newcomer uh i don't know who it is Um, But but it was really it was really like the most teasery the trailer could be but the Mm -hmm. the way it felt to me Was kind of like a more magical sort of ET Relationship between him and the dragon and the mom and like all this weird stuff going on in the woods Interesting, and I was really excited. I was more excited for that. I think than the jungle book personally Oh, but I love the jungle book trailer. So the the trailer was amazing, too. Yeah,
2: and you like, saw more of that because I heard that was like three and a half minutes long.
1: It, it was a lot. It, they yeah. showed a lot of it. Knowledge. I heard
2: you guys heard like Ben K-
0: Kingsley and everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were all there. It was uh, Ben Kingsley, uh, the lead boy. I forget his name. Uh,
0: he's a newcomer too.
1: He's a newcomer. Uh, uh, what's her name? Who he was in like three Lupita- different panels? Lupita Nyongo. The, yes. the, basically, the D23 panel, The they had a live action on. Of the second day, and on the first day they had animated. I only went to live action. Oh, and, okay. Gotcha. And so what they did is they started with Marvel. So they showed uh, doc, uh, concept art from Doctor Strange, and then they showed Civil War footage.
0: What does Doctor Strange look like? I want to stop you because we've heard all about it, and it's and they say he looks just like his comic book counterpart.
1: He looks pretty co- close. And the really cool thing about the concept art is they like ma- managed to like get Benedict Cumberbatch's face into the concept art, but he still looks like Doctor Strange. So it's like. It's pretty awesome. Does he have
0: the high collar thing?
1: Uh, I can't remember. What do you mean you can't remember? Does he have a
2: mustache yeah. and a beard?
1: He does. Yes. yes. I'm still. You can remember that, but you
2: can't remember
0: that. a giant cape.
1: Shut up. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, then they showed like a ton of like Disney Disney live action movies, so like Jungle Book and that stuff they did their fairy tale bit and their Alice in Wonderland bit and then they did their like that like sort of i guess I'll call it disney's public service movies or like uh what's the one that came out Mcfarland USA and like those sports movies oh god Ugh. they showed like four of them coming out there's one with Lupita Nyong'o and David Oyelowo where they go to like a is it in Kenya or Nigeria i think and uh they're, they're like a chess team
0: what? And then
1: there's, that's one of the movies coming out interesting and then there's, not there's,
0: interesting chess is like uh, watching uh, paint dry
1: Yeah, I was, I was I thought it sounded kind of boring but... mean,
0: what, whiplash for chess like uh, uh King me other oh, than that's <laughs> checkers never mind <laughs> 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 um, uh, Sack well, your rook
1: so, they, they showed footage from the Chris Pine movie that's coming out which...
0: Oh that piece of so... trash <laughs>
1: they showed a bunch of those, and then they ended with Star Wars. And so Lupita Nyong'o came out three times. Wow, stuff she went Jungle Book, the chess movie, and Star Wars. So
0: now I want to go back to the Jungle Book for a moment. Bill Murray, he's playing Baloo, right? Right, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't wasn't there. No. Now in this footage you saw, was there singing? Are there songs or? Um, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be singing in this. I don't movie.
1: think that there's singing, but the trailer—I don't—I haven't watched the internet version, but the—they did have the Bear Necessities in like uh, whistle form. Yeah, and like it was orchestral too. Like it was. Oh. The, okay. the score of the trailer was like interesting. It's like a Bear Necessities sort of thing. It was like lively orchestral music that was playing Bear Necessities through the like montage of images at the end of the trailer. So, mm. um. Maybe it'll be there in score form. I don't know if it's going to be there in, in uh, you know.
0: Yeah, Caleb needs to see a good musical. He loves
2: those kind of things.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't really consider Disney movies to be musicals. I mean, they're singing in them. Shh, 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 shh. Don't shush me. i could get Shh, shh, It's okay. Pat on your
1: head. All um, right. what was I going to... There was else oh there. Did, did they have the uh Christopher Walken thing in the trailer no no we did not hear it now
0: who is he playing
1: he's playing he's... King uh the king of the the Apes King uh like the king giant
0: ass ape King Louis oh yeah. that's gonna be great
1: it looked yes. amazing
2: I can't wait see I was not you know really hyped for this movie at all but after seeing that trailer I'm pretty impressed
1: yeah yeah yeah, no, the King Louis thing—they just showed him at the end of the trailer, and he's like literally a giant ape, like probably like bigger than yeah. a house sort I mean, of we, thing.
0: We saw is, is he—he's inside the temple, and he's—is he like the giant orangutan? He's handing Mowgli. Is his name Mowgli in the in the movie?
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: because yeah. because Scarlett Johansson she's playing the snake, which is so weird. Yeah. Um, but she called him Ko. Really? I don't. I don't remember. Poor little co or something like. that? Poor little cub. I don't uh, know. Cub, cub. Oh, okay. Cub. I I don't know why I heard co. Cub. Maybe it's because I was watching the shitty uh, comic book movie trailers where they
1: ripped. You've this... seen the Jungle Book, right? Like the animated one. Yeah, I've seen it. They, they call him like Man Cub and stuff.
0: I I haven't seen it in a while. Oh. In many 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 years, it's not one that I revisit ever. Oh. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Lion King is the. Lion King and Dumbo are the animated Disney movies that I've seen the most.
1: Dumbo is such a short movie.
0: It is. I wonder how they're gonna do. that I mean, I guess they can. I because I was wondering how they're going to do it because that's another live act, quote unquote, live action one that's coming out. They didn't out.
1: show that one. Thank God.
0: But I'm like, how are they gonna do that? Like, they can't train elephants to do this stuff for real. So, I mean, now that I've seen the Jungle Book trailer, it's like, oh, they're gonna do CGI dump, uh, elephants. But like. <laughs> elephants Connor <laughs> don't do that stupid stuff okay god no manners i'm sorry cody what were you saying
1: Oh, all i said was i, I was wondering if it'd be like big fish ooh all. i didn't think about that big cuz that's like the only thing that i could think you of you not that, know what that movie is i cute? i
0: know big i'm just i know it, i've seen it i read the book i'm just trying to remember
2: okay you know
0: that's the one with you and mcgregor and Danny
2: DeVito and blah blah.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Well, it, it's it should be interesting. It should oh, be interesting. Yeah. Um Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Cut Two Podcast. Cody, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you, Cody. And Thanks once again, me. you know, go check out his uh, Kickstarter page um, for his short film Spectrographs and Soliloquies. Uh, Cody, when are you expecting to uh, you know release uh, the film?
1: Well, we're only going to be releasing it to people that, that donate to the Kickstarter, back the Kickstarter, and then we're going to take it to festivals. Um, but we're expecting to do that around hopefully like March if if we get funded uh, here at the end of the month. Let's just say when we get funded. Let's be more positive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. When
1: we get funded at the end of this month, at, by October 9th, we're going to sh- we want to shoot it in November, and then mm-hmm. we're going to be in post, and we give us a, a nice couple months in post even though it's a short film just because we want to have enough time, and then we'll be sh- – uh, you know, shipping it to festivals and giving it to people that backed it in March.
0: And you'll be sure to send us over a copy to cut to podcast, so we can give you a glowing review.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. Sounds great. Um. Okay. yes, yeah, So you can follow Cody on Twitter at Mach One Monorail, and you can follow uh, the production for his film Spectrographs and Soliloquies at Spectro There's no underscores, like one word, right? Yep. Yep. All one word. Great. And, uh, you know, Connor and I will be back next week with another episode. Um, So once again, thank you all for listening and have a great weekend.